What's going on, y'all? This is your man, K-Mark. I am back. I'm back recording, doing what I love to do, coming at you guys. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of the 310 Podcast. I'm your host, K-Mark. Um, hey, I, I actually missed you guys. I, I miss recording. Um, I'm sorry I was away. I had some family, uh, family, family situations that I had to attend to, um, I will get to that maybe in another episode in the near future. Um, this is definitely uh, something I definitely want everybody to listen to um, because I'll, um, I'll be spitting some real stuff and just kind of going over some stuff that's been going on. Um, but in the meantime, um, yeah, so just want to just come and talk to you guys real quick um about a little bit some sports um like I said me I haven't been back I haven't been recording in over a month and so a lot has went on um man we've had free agency in in football we've had stuff going on in the NBA and of course March Madness and because this weekend we're actually hitting that final four so Right now, I mean, hey, I just want to start off with some NFL, some NFL free agency and some moves that that's went down. So, I mean, we've reached that point in the calendar where teams they spend and sometimes overspend for a player that has, well, pretty much is, is pretty much up, it's pretty much they're paying for potential at this point. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of moves, a lot of trades that's been going on. Um, that's pretty much shaking up the landscape of pro football, and possibly, like, possibly in a, in a sense, a new way that players may start in order. Well, new players may start doing business. So, I mean, first off, I mean, let's start off with Antonio Brown, uh, literally forcing his way out of Pittsburgh, and he was traded to the Raiders. Um. I know this took place probably like the first weekend of March, um, and I was actually, I was actually, I'm surprised, but yet I'm not surprised that this trade actually went down. I mean, first of all, I mean, it was initially uh, reported that he was traded to Buffalo, but <laughs> please, we all, we, nobody wants to go to cold but Buffalo, <laughs> but basically, basically, I mean. He, AB just he didn't want to be in Pittsburgh no more with all that mess with him and Big Ben uh, Roethlisberger. I mean, um, I talked about this in my last podcast that I recorded, um, and I said this. I mean, pretty much during like the last podcast that I mean, Mike Tomlin, Big Ben, and AB, all three of them were at fault with this. I mean, you have arguably the best wide receiver in the league trying to get out of his deal. I mean, a deal that he basically signed maybe a couple years ago, and he's, he got traded as, <laughs> and really, yeah, he got traded, and he actually got a raise from his new team. I mean, AB, I think it's like 30-31. I mean, eh, I mean, that's up there, but I mean, he's still, he's still in the prime years of his career, but I mean... Pittsburgh, you had a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though he was a little bit older, by like between 35 and 37 years old. I mean, he could, and then on top of that, you had arguably the best running back in the league who could do it all, running out of the, um, catching out of the backfield, running, blocking, pretty much almost a complete running back. 
And like I said, you had arguably the best wide receiver in the league. That's pretty much that's been in his prime for like the last about five, like five plus years, putting over 100 catches and over 12 to 1400 to 17,000 yards, 17, yeah, 1700 yards a, a season. And you did not win. You could not cash it in and, and win a Super Bowl. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, and like I said, I mean, and just the way that AB forced his way out of Pittsburgh, I mean, you, me, in the near future, you may see a new precedent around the league where top players are literally forcing themselves out of their deals and and, and making their way towards destinations of their desires. I mean, it's going to be interesting in the next few years, especially with the um, the CBA agreement coming up uh, pretty soon and set to expire. And I'm telling you guys now, I mean, be on the lookout for a, a possible um, lockout from the owners and the players. So, I mean, this year, I mean, honestly, you know, I thought we were going to have one coming this offseason. Didn't, it didn't happen, which is great. But I'm telling you guys now, within the next maybe year, maybe two years, be on, be on the lookout for an NFL lockout. You heard it here first. And then speaking of, of wide receivers, then you got um, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Browns. And I mean, well, <laughs> it looks like the Giants have the basement all wrapped up for next season. So, hey, I mean, it was an interesting move by the Browns. I mean, and basically, I mean, they're going in. They're going all in this year. I mean, you've already seen I me. Mean, they revamped their roster. And it'll be interesting to see how they'll respond. I mean, many people, like many pundits and fans are already predicting the Browns to win the AFC title, the AFC North title, and as well as possibly making a run at the AFC, AFC championship game. I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of lofty expectations to start out because I mean, you're, it's a, it's a young team for the most part. I mean, they they did pick up uh, Kareem Hunt also from uh, who was suspended from Kansas City, and well suspended and eventually released by the Chiefs, and they they trade for Odell Beckham. I mean it's definitely going to be interesting because I mean the expectations are are at another level. I mean you got a you got a second year quarterback, as well as a first uh, as as well as a rookie head coach. Also, with all these personalities on the offensive side, and on top of that, the QB himself is a strong personality. So it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, especially with like Odell Beckham. I mean, but it looks like Cleveland uh, has a super superstar back in their cities. Shoot, I mean, Brown settled up in head west, so hey, Cleveland got another superstar. So I mean. I mean, they're they're definitely going to be improved, but I mean, we we've seen it where teams have stacked up and loaded up during the off season and come out and totally flopped. I mean, man, the Redskins of the early 2000s, my Philadelphia Eagles in 2011. I mean, there's been so many examples where a team has like severely has won the off season and flamed out during the regular season. So I mean, Cleveland, hey. Man, good luck, good luck. And but speaking of OBJ, I mean, I don't know what the Giants are doing. I mean, first of all, I mean you traded your best wide receiver in Beckham, 
Then they traded Olivier, uh, their probably their best pass rusher in Olivier Vernon, and then they let their best, arguably their best defender, Landon Collins, walk. And now they're talking about possibly extending Eli for another another year. <laughs> Bravo, New York. Bravo. Keep stinking it up. <laughs> Oh, shoot, man. Like I said, they got the basement for the NFC East all wrapped up by March. So, hey, good job. Good job. And speaking of the NFC East, I'll talk about them doggone Dallas Cowboys. I mean, um, they really wasn't able to make the big splashes like the Earl Thomases and other players like that. And, I mean, a lot of people, uh, and they were expecting them to – make some serious moves. But, I mean, they made some small moves that, that should keep them in playoff contention, such as, I mean, picking up uh, Randall Cobb from Green Bay, picking up uh, George Ioka from uh, Minnesota, and trading for Robert Quinn. I mean, in the other day, matter of fact, matter of fact a few hours ago, they just um, re-signed their, arguably their best defensive player in Demarcus Lawrence to a fat, $100 million deal. Um, I'm definitely interested to see how that's going to work because, I mean, they got Dak who's coming up on his rookie deal. And, you know, I mean, he's not going to, and he already stated that he is not going to take a hometown discount. And then you got that big 2 1 back there eating in Zeke Elliott. I mean, and you already know he's going to want his money. That's going to be at least about about 80, 80 million just for him by himself. Dak is probably going to command maybe about maybe about 90, maybe 100 million. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely interested to see how they get this done because, I mean, they don't tell. Oh, I'm sorry. Then they got Amari Cooper coming up on the deal very shortly. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting um, in Dallas to see how they can get all these contracts under the salary cap. Um. Dallas are definitely going to have to, have to do some some serious tooth, uh, some teeth mashing, um, possibly letting some players go. I mean, but lucky, I mean, lucky for them. I mean, their other two top defense, like two to three defensive players, um, and Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith. I mean, they're they're under rookie contracts, and they'll looks like they'll be under those for at least a couple more years. And I think, I think. I think their corner or safety Byron Jones is up coming up pretty soon. So, <sighs> I mean, I will say this: I mean, it's good problems to have. I mean, for Dallas because they have good players, and they just got to find a way to pay them. And they're probably going to have to. There's definitely going to have to be some sacrifices on their roster. So, <sighs> but I mean, I'm done talking about Dallas and all that crap. <laughs> oh shoot! Another team that I want to talk about is. Is the Broncos, and I know my man Jonathan from the Brothers Lame Sports Happy Hour. Man, what is up? I mean, you have John Elway and the Broncos trying to trying to resurrect another quarterback's career. I mean, this time, I mean, they did it with Peyton Manning for a couple of years and was able to get a Super Bowl out of that. This time, they got Joe Flacco, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, and <laughs> man, I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Joe Flacco, I mean, he, he does have a big arm. 
but his inconsistencies at times has definitely has definitely hurt him. And do I think this move will produce anything? No, not really. I mean, like I like I said, I mean, he's Joe Flacco has always been a a streaky QB. Um, I mean, true, he had he had one or two good playoff runs. And he had that one that resulted in the Super Bowl back in, I believe, 2012 for Baltimore. And aside from the Manning years, I mean, Elway has pretty much failed at, failed at um, providing Denver with a young QB that is able to lead them back into playoff contention. I mean, ugh. I mean, they've they failed with Trevor Simeon. They failed with Brock Osweiler. <sighs> Denver. I mean, somehow, some way. I mean, and and I've always, I've always noticed this: the greater the player, and once they get into that role of player evaluator or GM role, they just, they've always had a tough time with picking players. I mean, you got Magic, you got um, Magic Johnson. You have Michael Jordan with the, um, with the Hornets slash Bobcats. You have John Elway. I mean. Th- the only two that I could really remember that has been pretty good at pretty at, at their job as GM or whatever is Larry Bird and Jerry West. I mean, and arguably Jerry West is the goat of GMs. Um, I mean, his for some for some odd reason, me he's been able to have a a better GM career, practically better than his playing career. I mean, I've always wondered that, I mean, like I said, the greater the talent, the horrible their selection in players. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe like they're, I don't, I, I, I can't, I, and I, I can't even really, I can't really understand it. And so I'm not even going to attempt to even try because, I mean, it kind of, it's just one of those things that kind of boggles the mind a little bit. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, the next player um, that 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 definitely got moved and is Le'Veon Bell. I mean, formerly of the Steelers. I mean, I talked about him earlier um, in regards to Antonio Brown, but I mean, basically, I mean, he betted on himself. He sat out a year with Pittsburgh last year, and now he signed. He signed a deal with the Jets. Um, is it going to be a difference maker? Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, to me, it really depends on how second year quarter, second year QB Sam Darnold progresses from year one to year two. Um, if he could progress, and I mean, the Jets, I mean, they they may be in line for maybe a wild card spot, but at this time, I really don't see them challenging New England for for the top dog in the division. And then you got. Nick Foles going to Jack to Jacksonville. Um, good old Nikki Six. Um, but I will say this: anything other than Blake Bortles is an upgrade. <laughs> but I'm happy that I me mean, now that he gets to run his own show. I mean, overall, I me mean, he's a good guy, a good guy in the locker room, and he helped bring my beloved Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl title. But I mean, it's it's time. It it, it was time for him to to actually. 
get out and run his own show and let's really see how good he is. I mean, truly me, he I mean he had a chance in with the Rams, but I mean he was coached by Jeff Fisher, who you already saw when he pretty much ran Vince Young into the ground and really wasn't able to do much with him. And then you saw how what happened when Jared Goff let um got up from under him. I mean so I mean Nick Foles, I mean, hey, in Jacksonville, um not too I'm not too sure on what their wide receiver core looks like at this time, but I mean, hey, he's still backed by a solid defense and hey, I mean he still has a running game in Leonard Fournette and hey, I mean like I said, I mean, if they can get some out some some consistent outside weapons to to Nick Foles, and then on top of that, I mean, he's also working with um, his former uh, offensive coordinator with the Eagles um, and John DeFilippo. So I mean, that's definitely a good match for him, and that brings some 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 familiar some familiarity back to him. So I mean, like I said, I mean, and that division is wide open. I mean, with the Texans, and you got Indy. And then you got Tennessee. I mean, man, I mean, I mean, with good solid play, I mean, Jacksonville could be right back in there. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. So basically, and then on top of that, let's talk about, let's talk about my, nah, yeah, let's talk about my Eagles. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that, that one, that one last piece of news in a moment, but let's talk about my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, They pretty much went into the free agency pool. Well, well, they went into this offseason neat well, with a lot of holes to fill, and they kind of got a, a few of them filled. I mean, um, they brought back Deshaun Jackson uh, with the trade from um, with the trade with Tampa Bay. I mean, this definitely will open up the offense even more um, for for Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, and like I said, you give Carson Wentz another weapon. And someone who can really take the top off the defense, something that has been missing since Deshaun left back in twenty uh in twenty ten no twenty twelve. Uh, I don't fight Kirsten is late, but I would say bleep Chip Kelly. <laughs> but um anyway, I mean the Eagles, I mean they they made some more moves than me. They bought um they signed Malik Jackson, formerly of Jackson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, big defensive tackle. That's definitely going to kind of ease the loss of Michael um, of the trade with Michael Bennett because he was traded to the hated Patriots ugh, of all teams, um, and he's going to definitely anchor that uh, help anchor that D line next to Fletcher Cox. And another good move that I mean, I mean for the most part. I've heard now this move right here. I mean, I've heard some. I think it's a good move because it brings some stability to a position that I mean that we haven't had since Lashawn. Well, since Legarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi, and that's um, trading for Jordan Howard from the Bears. Um, I mean, he's not he's not a real game breaking threat, but he's kind of like another. He's kind of like a shorter version of Legarrette Blunt. Um, I mean, he's he's like a human wrecking ball that that is solid near the goal line. Um, he kind of fell out of favor with Chicago with the Bears, um, especially with the emergence of Tariq Cohen. And I mean, but I mean, you look at his numbers like during the uh, his first three seasons in the league. I mean, he's number three in the league in rushing, behind Zeke Elliott and Ty Gurley. 
So I mean, there's some there's some talent there. There is some talent there. Um, like I said, I mean, he's he's definitely good with taking um, taking the ball outside the sh- um, from shotgun, and he's he and from what I for and and looking at his film, I mean, he's pretty he's pretty pretty decent in um in pass protection. So I mean, that's definitely important. Would definitely um when you're trying to keep your franchise QB Carson wins upright. So, um, like I said, I mean, hey, I like the move because I mean, if you think about it, going if just sticking with with what they had, I mean, Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood, Darren Sproles, uh, maybe a uh, Jay Jai coming trying to uh, come off ACL uh, surgery. Mm-mm. That definitely wasn't going to work and. Pretty much that position right there, pretty much kept the Eagles from repeating as Super Bowl champs. I believe they if they would have had a solid running back and something that that to keep the defense honest, I think they really could have went back and won the Super Bowl again. But I mean, hey, that's just a fan of me being biased. So hey, what you gonna do? <laughs> but um, another move that. Man, that definitely shocked the football world was Rob Gronkowski retiring. Um, that's definitely going to have an effect on the Patriots. I mean, true. I mean, I know Tom Brady. He did win a Super Bowl with without Gronk, but I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I still I still expect them to win the AFC East. I do expect for them to be in contention for the AFC title and possibly the Super Bowl. But, I mean, it's definitely interesting to see because, I mean, when, like, especially in the big games, when when it's crunch time and third, like, third and third and five in Kansas City, third and seven, third and ten, I mean, who did Brady go to pretty much? Gronk. I mean, yeah, he went to Edelman, but but his his main target was Rob Gronkowski. Um but I mean, but you know, I mean, we we've seen it. I mean, we've seen Gronk, and as probably said, part of me, I'm not really surprised by this because I mean, he has hinted in retirement over the last couple of years. Because I mean, if you guys look at him, I mean, he looks like he runs with a piano on his back. I mean, the man gets beaten up because he's so massive and so big in stature. I mean, it's hard to bring him down. So you got to hit him at every angle possible, take by taking out his knees taking like hitting him in the ribs his hips i mean that man is beaten up and like i said i'm not surprised that he's retiring but also don't be surprised by maybe october november if tom brady makes that call and say hey gronk i need you back would gronk take that call and come back for, to the patriots i mean I, I i wouldn't be surprised at all so um that's it, you guys, for the uh, for the free agency portion of of this of 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 the show. So I'll be back. We're gonna talk about some NBA in a moment. All right. All right, you guys. I'm back. I'm back. Let's let's talk about let's talk about some NBA. And basically, I want to talk about the LA Lakers. <laughs> And that's where I'm going to start. Yeah, those doggone Lakers. Um, Well, the LeBron experiment was a complete bust this year. And frankly, and basically, I love it. (laughs) 
there was a lot of dysfunction in, in Lakerland this year. And honestly, hey, I'll tell you why some why some of it was LeBron's fault and why some of it wasn't. And I'm gonna start off first why it was why it was his fault. And I'm gonna start off with hey, I mean when Magic Johnson first came to him and asked him, what type of player do you want? Do you want either shooters do you, or do you want playmakers? LeBron said, I want playmakers. My opinion, big mistake. Because what has what LeBron flourished around more than anything? I mean, not not having like another superstar. Not that. I mean, <laughs> that goes without saying. But, I mean, LeBron flourishes, I mean, when the floor is spreaded and he has snipers from deep who can hit with consistency. I mean, when, when he has those players, I mean, it's virtually impossible to play LeBron because, I mean, you have, you have to keep it. You have to play him honest or else he's going to, he's going to get, he's either going to get to the basket or you're going to get clipped from deep. And you bring in like a Lance Stevenson, a Rajon Rondo to work, to run LeBron. Yeah, I mean, those guys, I mean, those aren't what you call snipers and dudes that, that, that you need to hit from deep. I mean, LeBron, I mean, like when he's won titles with Cleveland and Miami, I mean, he's had guys like Ray Allen, Shane Battier, uh, Mike Miller, Mario Chalmers, Kevin Love, who can hit from deep, Kyle Korver. Um, he's had Iman Shepard, uh, Shumpert. J.R. Smith, even Kyrie can hit from deep. I mean, those are the type of players you want. And those are the players that, I mean, he should have went out and, 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 and asked for when, when Magic came to him about playmakers or snipers. He should have went with the snipers because if somehow, if they if he would have gotten some snipers on, on that team to kind of team with some of those young guys, and I, I really think they could they really could have made some noise. At the end, it, it was just a lot of oil and oil. I mean, oil mixed with mixed with water, and it just doesn't work. Um, another thing is that I mean, when you another thing is that I mean, where I have to kind of get on them is taking plays off. And yeah, I mean, some some of you may say, oh well, he's in he's in year sixteen. He's 34 years old, and, and he's got mileage on his body. He's had eight straight trips to the finals. So, no, 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 no. In my opinion, I mean, when you're a leader of a team, mostly and basically surrounded by by younger younger players who are impressionable, it's not a good look. I mean, that also, and you you've seen it like a few times. I mean, where. He's literally had to be pushed out to 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 guard a player. I mean, I'm not sure if it's just the growing in the growing injury that he suffered. I don't know, but like I said, I mean, it's been a lot of times, and and, and honestly, and I can't really even say it was really the growing because I mean, there have been there have been people and there and there's been whispers around him around LeBron kind of loafing on offense. I mean, loafing on defense. For over the last couple years, like like his last few years in Cleveland, that like I said, he was loafing on defense. So 
Yeah, so that's kind of like that's kind of definitely like one of the things that def I definitely have to get on LeBron about. Um, another thing that I mean that definitely needs to be brought up is his leadership. Um, I mean this year his leadership has been questioned now more than ever due to a number of incidents such as throwing young teammates under the bus after losses, saying saying things such as them not being committed, but yet. He stays up all night recording an album with two chain uh with two chains. I mean, come on, Brian. And then on top of that, after he did that, he took the next day off due to load management. I mean, what the hell is load management? I'm, I've never heard that that I don't know. <laughs> then on top of that, I mean, you you got him like you got him also dissing himself while he's on the bench. Um, I mean, you saw the images like when they were they was getting rocked by Indiana. I mean, he's sitting like way down on the bench. I mean, and then on top of that, I mean, then on top of you've seen him how he is like uh, during timeouts, like sitting away from his teammates, distancing distancing himself, as well as kind of like showing up Luke Luke Walton during timeouts, not listening. And just kind of just focusing on doing whatever it is that he's doing. I mean, to me, it's like as a leader, I mean, regardless if you know the game, I mean, to me, it's about respect towards your head coach. Because, I mean, younger players who are impressionable, they're going to see that. And they're going to think, oh, well, hey, LeBron's doing that. You, Le- LeBron ain't listen, you, listen to you. Why do I got to listen to you? So, I mean, it all that just, it, cause, it causes more mess in the in on the team and it's it's just overall a bad look and lastly like the last thing is that i mean and he and he's had a part to do with this but i'm not totally going to put this on him is the whole anthony davis saga and and of course i mean like and when it was bought up and he talked about wanting to play with him with ad and i think at that point right there i I think that's when kind of like when the season turned, because at that point, I mean, they're around hovering around fourth or fifth place. And I think they just drilled the Warriors on Christmas. And that right there, when he talked about, yeah, sure. Yeah, I would love to play with Anthony Davis. I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we know you do. But it's like to me, he should have just came out and said no comment. Because I mean, like I said, young, like younger players. Like I said, I mean, younger players, I mean, their psyche is, is a little bit more sensitive than a, a veteran like a Rajon Rondo who could who could possibly handle trade rumor talks. And and then on top of that, then you have LeBron kind of goofing off during the all star selection show, like picking players who he, he who's who, who are potential free agents and who he wants to play with. I mean, I mean, how I mean, how was that? How was how is that um, a good look? I mean, like I said, I mean, you have like these young teammates. You're supposed to be trying to pull them along because, I mean, hey, I mean, you want to – the Lakers haven't been to the playoffs in six years. I mean, you you were supposed to be the guy to break that. And, I mean, I know a lot of Laker fans and and guys and people who are like – who follow the team. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were saying, yeah – this is this is a 53 win team and possibly a conference finals berth Bron possibly winning the MVP I mean 
it's been a train wreck. And, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then from, like I said, me from, and like I said, me from that point, like, like once, like, those comments were made, and then LeBron pulling his growing, I mean, basically that doomed the Lakers this year to the point, me, where they never recovered. I mean, yeah, I know they had some injuries to Lonzo Ball and a couple of other players, but I mean, you could pretty much point to that point where after the the the, the trade, the trade, um, LeBron making the comments about AD, then the trade falling through. I mean, true, LeBron came back, but I mean, even with him, I mean, the season just pretty much spiraled out of, out of control. To the point where the Lakers are pretty much like number nine or like number eleven in the West. Whew. Man, oh man, oh man! But like I said, I mean, those are the those are the things why I say it was on LeBron. Now, this this is the reason why I say it's not really on LeBron. And pretty much the people who I'm looking at is Irvin Magic Johnson. Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss. First of all, I mean, you guys got rid of Zach Randolph. I mean, not Zach Randolph, Julius Randolph. I don't know why I thought about Zach Randolph. I mean, they, I guess probably, I guess probably because they are virtually like the same player. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, you, you trade Julius Randolph, you trade Zubak down the hall to the Clippers for what? For what? I mean, when he was clearly your best big man, you traded for Mike Muscata. I mean, come on, Magic. I mean, for what? I mean, like, when that trade went through, and basically, Jerry West, I mean, Jerry West and Doc Rivers, they basically laughed at the Lakers after that trade was made because it was so silly. It was stupid. Um, Another thing is, I mean, they basically basically uh, were putting their young, uh, their young talent on the trade block for AD. I mean, like I said, I talked about it earlier. I mean, and remember, I mean, they basically offer virtually, I mean, the whole roster. I mean, not necessarily, but they they offered, um, I mean, aside from Braun for AD, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they they offered, they tried to give up Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart. I mean, I mean, this young core, I will say this. They were playing. They were playing very well for most of the season, but for some stupid reason, management felt the need to do a massive overhaul for AD. I mean, the Lakers knew that the pressure was on because I mean, if they didn't get their hands on AD this season, then the Celtics can jump in and make a play for him this off season. And with the Celtics, I mean, they could ver- they can offer a lot more than what the than what the Lakers can what the Lakers uh man what the Lakers can offer. I mean, man, they got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I mean, heck, they can they can offer Gordon Haywood, and I believe Boston does have a couple number one picks in their back pocket. So I mean, somehow I mean, if they can convince Kyrie Irving to stay. And somehow make a you know, make a splash and make that trade for AD Lakers, you guys will be in, you guys may in, may be in some big trouble. So basically, um, LA's management, I mean, in a sense, they panicked. 
and and pretty much offered the king's ransom for for AD, and at the end of the day, it severely backfired. Um, another dumb move uh, by the front office was, I believe it was two years ago, by trading away Lou, uh, Lou Williams for Corey Brewer. Um, don't you think that that might have been a piece that you might want to keep, especially knowing that you're going to take a run at LeBron? I mean, Lou Williams wanted to stay in L.A., and believe me, I'm pretty sure he would have preferred to maybe stay with the Lakers and go to the Clippers. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> and then another issue was not being able to get their hands on Paul George or get or matter of fact, get Paul George away from Indiana. I mean, you remember when um, Magic and matter of fact, yeah, when um, the the Thunder, yeah, they traded they traded Paul George no from Indiana. They got Paul George from Indiana, and then. Magic Johnson, he tried to remember. He Magic went on on Jimmy Kimmel playing that uh, playing that uh, I wink um, um, winking of the eyes game with Jimmy Kimmel, saying talking about Paul George. Man, that that severely backfired again. And another another move. Um, basically, the Lakers dumped um, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. To try to go all out this year, I mean, I mean, not 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 this year, but um, basically, those are just bad moves when they tried when they traded those guys, um, because I mean, they they were young, they were young talent, young talented players. Where I mean, the Lakers really could have really made some moves with that, and definitely they definitely tried to build off that. But I mean. With D'Angelo Russell, I mean, of course, I mean, that whole incident with Swaggy P and Iggy Zelia, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, for locker room purposes, I mean, I definitely kind of understand that because, I mean, I mean, man, players didn't really want to play with him. So, you know, at that part, I can't really be mad at, I mean, because, I mean, you basically had a fractured locker room at that point because, I mean, they were in, they were in that transition with Kobe leaving and, it was just a big mess. And so, I mean, I kind of understand why they had to trade him, trade um, D'Angelo Russell. Plus, they also had to get, get the Mozgov contract off the book. So, I'm not – I know what, even though I bought that, I really can't really throw that at the Lakers. But, like I said, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. I mean, those moves, I mean, ugh, man. <sighs> but now this summer – I mean, the pressure will be ramped up to to the tenth power for the Lakers front office. I mean, and LeBron. I mean, because I mean, now they literally have to rebuild this roster on the fly once again, and and put and put the necessary pieces together for LeBron in order to make them a complete team and a title contender. Like I said, I mean the Lakers. I mean, really, what Cleve, really what the Lakers need. I mean, hey, they need a big man. Like I said, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they're gonna keep Javale McGee, but they need they need a solid low post player. Um, they need snipers from deep. They need a they they need another they need another superstar to to team with LeBron. Either like I said, somehow, some if they can find a way to get AD. If they can maybe get maybe sign uh, find a way, maybe LeBron can convince Kyrie to come to LA and and work with him, maybe reunite, <laughs> or somehow if he can get that that monster from from um from Golden State, that seven foot monster, 
that can shoot, that can shoot from, from 30, 40 feet in KD to come down there. Never know. But I mean, LeBron definitely has the pressure on him this offseason because we're going to see, see how his recruit skills are and see if, and, and, and see if he can use the backdrop of LA and perfect weather and everything that comes along with it as an advantage to maybe recruit and get some get some of the top marquee free agents to come to LA with them and run with them. Um and my thing is I me, mean, hey, I mean you got the Laker brand, but I mean man, I don't I mean the Laker brand has definitely taken some hits over the last few years. I mean definitely definitely with like the Definitely with the the chaos and management with Jim Butts and and the foolery him and Mitch Kupchak were doing then, um, Genie taking over, Magic then coming in and making all these all these weird moves. I mean, I will say this: I mean, if, if Doctor Bus was still alive, there's no way none of this would be taking place because I mean, if Doctor Bus would was alive, I mean, I'm guaranteed the Lakers probably would still have maybe about two more championships. And that's even before LeBron. That's even before LeBron, the LeBron era. And like I said, I'm talking about like with Kobe. I mean, they 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 may have been able to maybe squeeze maybe a year or two, two more titles out of Kobe before he got hurt. So we'll see. We'll see. And my Lord, I mean, I'll say this. If the Lakers cannot get a superstar to come to L.A., ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James might be the first superstar to don the purple and gold and not be able to bring a chip to L.A. I mean, you can go back through the pages of Laker basketball from Jerry West to Kareem, Magic to Shaq and Kobe, all those guys in Wilt. They all bought titles to L.A. And, I mean, the only superstar technically who didn't win a ring was Elgin Baylor because, I mean, he retired early in the 71-72 season. The the year that they um, the year that they, they, they ended up going on and winning the title. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, the pressure is on this summer. And it's going to be on LeBron James, Jeannie, Jeannie Buss, Rob Palenka, and Irvin Magic Johnson. So, I mean, just and basically, I mean, hey – they got to make the moves to bring the bring play the Lakers back to the playoffs and bring some success back to LA. So that's it for that you guys. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the 310 podcast. I'm your K I'm your man K Mark. You can definitely hit me up. Um definitely type into the uh, email the show, um shoot me a message. Um that's the 310 podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you if you guys have something to say about free agency, hit me up. If you got if you got something to say about the Lakers, I know some of you Bron fans may have to make uh, try to jump on my neck about that. So hey, hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. So that's it, you guys. I, I'm your man Kmart. I'll catch up with y'all later. Peace.